Episode 109, sponsored by Embryage Sport. Today we have East Coast Sensation and former UFC star TJ Green. Let's do it. Hello folks, how are you? John, you're small today. I'm messing around with the settings. Welcome back. <laughs> Episode 109, <laughs> sponsored by Embryage Sport. How you doing, big guy? Doing awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. Welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, it yeah. has. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back, sir. It's good, good. to see you. Good. Good. <laughs> okay. Let's get into this, I guess. Uh, I'm really excited for this uh, episode. Here's a guy, John, we both, uh, you know TJ better than I, but when it comes to people on the East Coast who have done so much for our sport, like I, we all have our coaches. We all have people who influence us, but... You know, TJ's the guy. He's the guy on the East Coast, and he's the superstar. He's the guy who's put Nova Scotia on the map. You know, obviously, yeah. there's Paredes and, and Gavin and other fighters, too, Roger. But, you know. Uh, TJ your- was the first guy to really get into it, man, and really make it to the to the top of the heap at the highest level. So, yeah, man, yeah. he definitely yeah. put the East Coast on the map. And, then, you- I mean, the other guys that followed suit. I mean, TJ, I mean, it was – I remember being at Boston Pizza and watching TJ knock out Maynard, and the whole place went crazy. And I haven't yeah. watched a fight at Boston Pizza in many, many years. <laughs> I watched <laughs> one actually it's recently. Been a minute, but, yeah, they, have, well, they uh, haven't even held them up here forever. So no, yeah, they man, haven't. It was, it was time. Yeah, it's a, it's. I'm pretty honored to have him on again, folks. This is a guy who's done so much for the East Coast community. Uh, he's made it at the very, very top of the the heap, we'll say, of MMA. And obviously, everybody knows the story. TJ knows the story very well um, about what happened. And uh, now he's the owner of Grant's Martial Arts, really doing great things. And everybody's kind of trained over there. Is uh, and uh, they're going to make a mark on the East Coast scene very soon. So uh, let's bring him on. Let's talk. Let's see what he's got to say, Mr. TJ Grant, the one and only. How are you, sir? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Awesome, man. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. It's going. Cool. How's your day going? It's going pretty good. Just uh, went to the beach with the dog and did a little train session with Takari Howe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah. How's Takari? He's good. He's got a kickboxing fight coming up, I guess. So. Oh, interesting. He's yeah. doing well. Tough kid. How, how old is Takari now? I don't even know. I think he's like 10 or 11, maybe. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a beast, he, man. He, he has been tearing it up forever. And does judo, everything. Yeah. jiu-jitsu, wrestling, wrestling kickboxing, karate, boxing. taekwondo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Muay Thai. Travels yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah, cool. Kids. That's really neat. Well, he's Are smart. He, is he working private lessons with you is what he's doing? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. private lessons with them. And yeah, so we guy. were doing them before COVID, and then we just kind of started getting back to them a little bit. So Very good. Yeah, that must be kind of cool, eh? To be really like working with someone with so much potential and who's so young. Like in ten years, who knows where that kid will be? Well, that's it. I mean, he's uh, he's pushing himself. He's he's doing all the things that he needs to do. <clears throat> um, so really, it's it, it is nice to be, when you train like kids. We have a little uh, Wi-Fi there. Sorry, TJ. My yeah. Wi-Fi. No, no, just ours. What were you saying about the kids? Sorry. Oh no, it's just great when you get to train like a like-minded kid. You don't really have to push them too hard. They're they're there mm. to push themselves, and they're doing it because they love it. So that's always it makes my job easier. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You must feel kind of full circle now. Like obviously, you've been coaching for a while at Pro Edge, and I'm sure you probably took part as a, as an instructor throughout your whole career. But now, 
putting your name and your stamp on on your own academy, which uh, we were talking about a little bit before before we got on here. You know, you're you're working out of your garage now, but you were working on a space before um, COVID hit. Obviously, you said you mentioned you know your website's under production, your logo's out. Um, why don't you get into it, man? Like, tell us about your club and your plans and and how you kind of feel like as a as a career. You know, obviously the fighting was very high profile, and then. I guess you were recovering for like two years, right? With the head, like it was quite a while, and then back into it, and now and now opening your own school. I mean, it, it's uh, quite the journey, right? Yeah, it can be. It can be really. Is he stuck to you too, Cat? Be a part yeah. of this. You lagging here, boys? Sorry, yeah, man. The yeah. little Wi-Fi issues. I'm not sure what's going on there. It's okay. Sorry, TJ. No, so yeah, I just, um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to stay involved in this sport, but it's just every time I would try to train, I just, it wouldn't necessarily feel great, and I uh, just took a little time to get myself back into the groove, and um, you know, mm -hmm. I worked away, tried to make some money, provide for yeah. my family, but uh, you know, ultimately, uh, it brought me back to to the sport I love, and and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm thrilled to to be able to do it and uh, stay consistent with training, and you know, I really enjoy the training. I would love to you know, just do it for a living and like, um, be able to beat people up like I used to, but you know, that, <laughs> that ship has sailed. So now it's, I gotta do the next best thing. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, you're not very old. Are you 40 yet, DJ? No, I'm 36. Okay. You're younger than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, at least you have a lot of good years and you can do some hard training, maybe bring some guys up. If, if fighting's not on the cards anymore, then it's the next best, best thing, right? I know for myself, like I was never, compete at any kind of level but i i always just love training like if i could spar all day long to me that's yeah. the most fun thing in the world and you know my body doesn't hold up for it anymore either so i, mean, I imagine you must feel especially after taking a break to really let yourself recuperate overall coming back to it must feel refreshing is it it's refreshing it's um it's tough though i mean like because I, I was so used to doing it you know when i would do it it would be like it'd be eating good and mm. you know sleeping whenever i wanted during the day and now i come back to it i have kids and i have another job and it's like holy cow like i'm still yeah. trying to train but it's like am i you know i'm not living the lifestyle i used to live that's for yeah. sure but uh you know i don't i that, that that's a hard thing to do you know especially with a family and and getting older and and if i'm not going to compete at that level then why do I need to, you know, put in all that crazy work? So I'm just having fun, man. Like I'm doing jujitsu is like, you know, my passion. I'm not really getting punched in the face anymore. I won't really do that forever. And like, you know, yeah. that's too, it's just too risky. I did enough of it. I enjoy it. I, that's part of the problem, right? I start getting hit and I like that. And then yeah. it doesn't really lead to my long-term health. <laughs> do, do you do any stand-up sparring at all anymore? Sometimes yeah. I'll play around, you yeah. know, but, um, more like point yeah. fighting or whatever. Just yeah, or, yeah, pretty much. I just got to trust who I'm working with and stuff. Of course. It, when you go through something like that, you just don't really want to work, go through it again. And, you know, it's, it's, it's selfish too. Like if I'm not getting paid, like, you know, a lot of money to fight, then what's the point of putting my body at risk for that, you know? So. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I mean, I guess we're all kind of aware of the risk, but until you really go through something like that, like, did you find, not that like, beat a dead horse i'm sure you've been through this a million times but leading up to the point where you were like your body just said no and you had to take it was years right it was two three years 
off of training and, and, and getting hit? It must have been. Yeah, I took some time off. I'd still like do some jujitsu and roll yeah. and stuff. But uh yeah. But leading up to that, like was it was it obvious that there was an issue or was it like you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, done? Or was it like Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I fought I fought Great Maynard had yeah. you know, one of my better performances. I remember and, uh, it well. I uh you know, went right back shots. to training. Yeah. I was I just went back to training too soon and uh took some hits in the fight, probably leading up to the fight. Um, and then obviously I got whacked a couple times in training, just accidental. Yeah. And no, man, that's, that's just, you know, it, it's, it sucks to learn a lesson like that, but if I can pass anything on to somebody else, you know, sometimes you learn, learn, learn the hard way and you got to kind of go with somebody else's experience. So the next guy I can, cause I mean, it's not the type of sport that you can sit there and baby yourself because right. it's, it's combat sports. So you're going to have to, you know, get lit up. You're going to have to deal yeah. with that stuff. But if you can try to, you know, control the amount of times you're sparring, um, when you're sparring before a fight, uh, and then just making sure you take rest and just find other productive ways to train. You don't have to be slugging it out to, to make crazy or good improvements. Um, you know, the improvements got to happen between fights. And mm -hmm. sometimes when you're just constantly going through the grind, it, it can, it can add up and uh, shave years off of your, your career. Right. Of course. Or your it, is what it is, man. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, it, I could say that now. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but really though, like you've done something um, that, you know, most people will never accomplish in their entire life. It sucks that it was cut short. I know everyone on the East coast, like feels your pain. Yeah. Um, I think even since this has happened to you, there's been a massive shift in the way people are training and inspiring. Like when you were training coming up, was it hard sparring quite often? Cause I know, with my boxing coaches and the guys that I came up starting with, like that was pretty common to spar hard. And now I know, you know, a lot of professionals, um, guys that have been doing it forever, they don't spar at all between fights or they, you know, they just point spar. And I know for ourselves, we're much more aware of the dangers and the precautions yeah. we take are, are much greater, you know? You know, I don't think we were overly like careless in our sparring. Like we didn't try to know there'd be, there'd be certain training partners. You would just, you know, you kind of give that little, like, you know, we, mm. we'd work it on it together and we build up to a point where, yeah, there's some heavy leather being thrown, but I was never the type of guy that like, you know, counted how many times I would knock somebody down in training. Like I very rarely did that ever. Um, more, I took more thrill and just like, you know, smashing them in the body and, you know, making them, you know, put, put my, uh, put my pressure on them and mentally mm -hmm. defeat them. That's kind of yeah. what I enjoyed to do. But, you know, it's one of those things you got to kind of, you still need the hard sparring, you know, how are you going to get sharp, but it's how I often agree. you need it. And you got to analyze, if I could go back, maybe, you know, I've heard it, I've had it told before, but like analyze your sparring and like watch certain things so that you, instead of like, cause when you're on the inside, you can't understand what the hell's going on. But when you're on the outside looking in and watching yourself, you probably could see things that, oh, yeah, that, I remember what I was thinking at that point. Maybe, you know, I could do this better and I can exit this. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're having a bad day, all you do is just bite down your mouthpiece and you get pissed off and you just go forward. You yeah. get it twice as much, but maybe, you know, you impose your it's will. But <laughs> is, that, is that, you know, you're yeah. learning anything? No. I know yeah. I'm tough, so why do I need to, you know, keep reiterating that in training rather than, so there's a lot of things, you know, you, you'd want to train, but change, but like, you know, pass that on to the next guy. Yeah, of course. I, I hear you. I mean, I remember just getting my bell rung when I was starting out, didn't know what I was doing for as far as stand up and 
and now going on, like any of the guys I bring up, I usually start them on the stand-up with me because I don't want that to happen to them. And one of the biggest things I found was, especially with new people, like we'll even do like drills to kind of introduce to getting hit and getting used to seeing punches coming. So mm-hmm. it breaks it down very gradually because when you get in there, you're scared and you're flinching and everything's going on. And then if you get cracked, like that could set you back weeks on just being gun shy and, and being afraid yeah. to open up and try new things. So I really think especially starting off, like it just needs to be so gradual to build up the comfort uh, in, in there, you know, when, when someone's trying to hit you instead of just jittery and closing your eyes and turning away, which is probably the hardest thing to work out of somebody brand new. And that would be one of those things too, um, you know, with your, the, the reason why, like, you know, you see those top pro boxers that can take good punches. It's, mm. They're sitting down, they're in a good position, their eyes are open, they're, they're watching the, like, it's the one that you don't see. So right. if you're getting careless and especially new people there, it doesn't matter how good your chin is. Like you've seen like fighters like, you know, Robbie Lawler, really tough guy. He's gotten starched early in his career, but as he got better and more comfortable, like, man, the guy, yeah, he got rocked, but I mean, he took some serious heat, man. Like, and he could yeah. take punches like right to the end of his career um, because he was so good with his foundation kept his chin tucked and he'd always see the punches right yeah so and I believe, his, yeah i was gonna say i think robbie lawler's a guy that doesn't spar between fights anymore he had that hard upbringing and yeah, now, now he spars yeah exactly right so he spars very little now from what i understand or not at all and kind yeah. of saves it for the fight um, exactly and that yeah. seems to be the, the the best approach these days man Especially you know, not with someone to like that who's been through the wars, right? I mean, he's he's going to have damage sustained that other guys start now. I don't think will sustain their entire career if they did fifty fights. Yeah, and Probably. I mean, like you know, yeah. when you're when you're when you're starting out, you have to pay your dues, man. Like, no question, you're, you're a high school wrestler. You know, you got to do things. Your body's going to recover. You just got to suck it up and, and do that. Build the character, but get as much time repping while you're young, and mm-hmm. your body's going to just keep recovering. Because when you're twenty eight, twenty nine. And you start to like, you know, reap the benefits financially of these 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 fights and stuff. You're not able to to go back, and you can't do everything. It's a such it's one of those sports. It's not like any other sport. Like you have all these different disciplines you have to do. Plus, you have mm-hmm. to eat, and maybe if you want to try to do yoga, and if you have any type of family or other hobby, it's like how the hell are you supposed to do that all in a week and sleep? And so it's like you got to like pay your dues early, and then as you get better, you got to be really specific you already should know like kind of where you're going, what you're training and uh, you know, maybe shorten the times, be very specific, analyze it, do it, go on to the next thing. So. Yeah. Mitigate risk as much as possible. For sure. Try to make good decisions. No, that's, that's really good advice. And I think too, well, how, you were, you were quite young when you started training, right? I know for myself, I was in my mid twenties when I really got serious. Um, all these guys, I mean, I've got kids now that started with me when they were five and six yeah. They're teenagers now and they're still training and they've got all the potential in the world right it's uh it's second nature to them at this point um but bringing yeah. them through on more like a 20-year plan than a five-year plan i think provides a lot more opportunities for longevity and also man you hate to see these guys like you know you watch a few documentaries on concussions and then you see these boxers that are 45 and they can't talk or walk and you know the the absolute devastating effects that you just don't see like you'd hate to see that happen to anybody but i guess too in a sense with the kind of sport like hockey or football or fighting it could be one one weird accident that changes everything too right so yeah 
Yeah, it's yeah, definitely it's tough, right? We gotta we gotta protect ourselves, but sometimes we can't protect ourselves because you know we got ego and we're driven to to win. And you know you gotta have your coaches looking out for you, and everybody's kind of got to look out for each other. But you know you can't you can't kind of wade through the whole sport without you know. <laughs> getting putting yourself in that red you gotta you gotta do it it's just yeah a matter of you know like you said mitigating the risk and cutting down the amount of times you're at risk and do, do brand new people need to be sparring like hard no not at no, all like not at you all. Know, yeah. work your way up that because yeah if you start sticking your chin in the air and you don't know how to tuck your chin you're just going to keep getting wobbled every single time and then you're going to say well i don't like getting hit. I can't get, I can't take a punch. It's like, it's not that you can't take a punch. It's that you don't know how to take a punch. Yeah. Your neck's probably yeah. not even developed to the point where it's going to help you Yeah, not but, get wobbled when you but get seeing the kids out. now. I mean, it's, they're, they're way ahead of the game. Like they're going to be so good. You know, yeah. they are already so good. We're seeing like a, we're seeing a generation now of grapplers that it's just insane. Like they're just so fit and yeah, I know. I, and I move so well and, put 50 pounds on some of these kids and they just be killers. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, your, your kids are training. You were mentioning this earlier. So so your little guy has a suspension from jiu-jitsu class right now. Yeah, he, well, <laughs> he, just, he, just, he just served it. Yeah, he, he doesn't like losing. So if he has a bad one, he, he cries and kind of disrupts the class. But oh, good, yeah. then later on, in the, later on after practice, the kids were kind of hanging around. And he punched a nine-year-old in the stomach. Kind of a little <laughs> bit old, too how hard. How old is your son? He's five. Okay. almost five be five in october but yeah he's just a little too aggressive we're just trying to like it's like spider-man peter parker you gotta yeah great cat power comes great responsibility yeah. so we're trying to channel his violence so that you know because i mean i'm not gonna you know my kids are gonna be a little bit hopefully tough mm, yeah and uh, i don't mind that but i don't want them being bullies and i don't want them no, uh, of course so he's pretty good kid but uh he had a week long suspension from jiu-jitsu and he's he's back to it and today he should be uh, he should be getting back on the mat so we'll see we'll see how he does Good see if him. he can see if he can stay on the straight and narrow yeah sounds like he takes after his old man with the competitiveness that day eh? oh he's a psycho man <laughs> yeah that's perfect man yeah i got, I got a 4 year old i'm uh, i'm trying to channel his energy into as well he uh, he watches a little too much power rangers i think just oh, they love Power Rangers. Tax me like a lunatic any <laughs> chance he gets, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. I can't wait to, you know, just continue on with that. Training training your own kids is something on a whole other level. You know, he's Yeah, and they think try. they can get away with more in practice. Yeah, than, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. start giving you attitude, and it's like, you can't do that. But then what, yeah. what can you do during practice? I can't strangle you. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> a couple more years I'll be able to. Yeah, once they get into the older class. We don't start submissions at our school until 8, so yeah, I've got a 9-year-old now, so he's going to catch it once we get back on the bats. Exactly. But uh but yeah, man, like what's life now? You got your school started, you've got you've got young, you know, a couple young kids, you're working. Uh what what is it you're doing as a profession now? Like uh let people um, know. What's I'm working with that, doing? Yeah, I work uh I work with that risk youth. So, right. Uh, yeah, so I'm doing that. Um you know, I work, I work pretty good amount of hours during the week and, yeah. uh, you know, when I'm home, I'm home. I'm with, I got my kids in the day. I can't wait till they go back to school because then I can maybe start, you know, hitting up yoga again or yeah, trying to get back to, uh, you know, a normal life somewhat COVID. I've drank too many beers, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> drank a lot of beers, got a lot of projects done, but, um, you know, I just cool. want to get back to like healthy post-summer jujitsu. Yeah. 
you know it's, it's tough to do it without that regular schedule i found yeah yeah speaking especially like, keeps you honest right like i kind of had to bribe them <laughs> there I, I put them in front of the Wii so i could do this but uh, yeah. as soon as as soon as like i'm done here it's they're gonna be like what are we doing next dad so what are you gonna, yeah. what are you gonna do <laughs> you gotta and i got a puppy too i got a puppy back there somewhere oh yeah 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 sucker for punishment man oh yeah so oh that's good life is Work. busy no doubt. I, I hear that, man. And of course, yeah. like, as soon as you start adding kids and family into the equation, it's so important to spend time with them and, yeah. and uh, bring them along and, and, you know, everything else uh, has to go. Oh, here's Steve Hess again. Um, your opinion on headgear, TJ? Do you think it makes things better or worse for aspiring? Sorry, Steve, yeah. I forgot about that earlier. Man, not a problem. It's, um, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've, read, I've heard about the studies saying, mm -hmm. you know, um, in the amateurs, whatever, they think you get hit with more shots. And I agree with that. I think that, like, headgear has its place, absolutely. If you're going to do, like, some solid sparring, you probably should wear it. Um, but you can also get complacent because you just take punches. and But a lot of punches that probably shouldn't be able to even hit you, hit you because you got an extra inch or two on both sides. Right, right. Um, I personally wore headgear throughout. Uh, I've done some sparring without headgear. You know, you're going to limit like headbutts and just weird, weird stuff like that with headgear. Um, I think it definitely dissipates the impact of the punch, so you don't get hit and hurt as much. But uh, you know, I kind of like I kind of like sparring without headgear, to be honest. Like even now, if I were to move around, I'd rather just not wear headgear because for me, it's like I'd rather have an opportunity to not even get hit at all than right. you know feel the impacts because I got you know just my neck is just like an old man's neck, so I don't like getting yeah. hit with anything. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. And that, that's a good point, too. I mean, it's kind of the trade-off between maybe getting a little accidental elbow ding or something or a mm -hmm. scuff compared to getting hit less. But I think, I think like, when you're getting closer to, uh, to a fight and your, mm -hmm. your sparring is a little more live, I, I think you should probably be wearing a headgear, especially, like, you know, if you're, if you're grappling and stuff, too. Or... I mean, geez, mm -hmm. like, you could hit somebody's hip and split your eye open like it's, yeah. you know. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And, and that's one of the other toughest things. Like we've seen it through, through, I mean, it's all the time in our sport, the guys trying to get to a fight without getting injured, the amount of injuries and pullouts from injury leading up to fights is, is incredible. Was there any, yeah. any fights in your career you missed out on due to injury or? Yeah, I missed out on a few, like, um, Jacob Folkman. I missed out on it. Fucked my elbow up and, um, with Charlie Brenneman too, I got sick and I just, mm. yeah, but you know, I, and then obviously the great Maynard or not the great Maynard, the, uh, title fight that I was supposed to have there, but yeah, yeah. you know, and the, and the thing too, it's like, uh, you gotta, you, you gotta fight injured. Like I fought with some injuries and stuff, but at the same time, like when you're fighting in the UFC and the times when I didn't fight, it was always, you know, if I go to that fight and I'm less than like, you know, well, less than a hundred percent, if I'm fighting, say like a, a high caliber wrestler and I haven't done any wrestling side so an injury, it's like, I could possibly lose my job. Like if right. I have a bad performance and instead of, you know, so you got to kind of think about that too, but you know, you want to, you want to be able to fight through things, which, I mean, we all fight through things all the time. Like, but if something's really debilitating your training to the point where you, you know, you can't properly condition your body or your, right. your, your, you know, your lungs and everything else, then, you know, you might have to, uh, you know, reconsider. Yeah, I think so. It's gotta be tough when you're doing that as a living, like you don't get paid if you don't fight, 
But if you fight, potentially you're going to lose your job based on a poor performance. But even worse, I mean, it ain't, uh, you know, track and field or something. Like if you have a poor performance, you just have a poor performance. Like a poor performance could mean a serious injury if you're resting when you should be moving or yeah, something like that. Like it's and the stakes are so much higher. Having, uh, like I know you probably heard about the uh, the Joe – what the fuck's that guy? Joe Silva stories. Like, do you see them talking about the Joe Silva stories on 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 uh, social media lately? No. Joe Silva, the U- oh, UFC Joe matchmaker. Silva, yes, yeah. yeah. Sorry. People yeah, were kind of exactly like coming out and saying all these stories about yeah. just how shitty he was. He was you a know, bit of he, like he, a Napoleon back there. Yeah, and he was decent with me, but uh, okay. He 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 made it known like if I didn't win a fight, like you know, I'd probably be looking for a job elsewhere uh, multiple times. He's um there's never like negotiating either it's just like boom here's your this is what you're fighting for and you know and i think i think when i ended up getting the title shot i don't even know if it was him that awarded i I think it was dana honestly because dana said like he liked the way i fight and you know that was what they were kind of looking for at 155 at the time having a bunch of like benson winning close decisions and the guys that were Mm. challenged you know what i mean so they're trying to pump some new 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 refreshing blood in there and uh you know, I don't know. I, I had a decent style. Like I'd like to bring bring the fight, and yeah, I think that's important. Whether you're, gra- whether you're a grappler or a striker, like I don't really think like it matters. It's like if you're a, pu- a guy who's pushing the pace and trying to finish the fight, no matter like if it's um, a submission or ground mm-hmm. and pound or a TKO or a knockout on the feet. That's that's what they're going to enjoy. You don't have to be a flashy stand up guy, but if you're constantly pushing the fight. But anyways, Joe Silva to get yeah. back to what I was saying, he, he, yeah. he made it known that when you're going in there, you, you could lose your job. So what the hell are people supposed to do? Right. And then he criticizes them if they win a boring fight. I, I, I never let that really bother me too, too much, but if it was coming down to the wire and I was injured and I didn't have the training that I wanted to have, I, fuck him, man. I don't care. Yeah. Well, really a little though, bit right? of money in my promotion. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's that's ridiculous, man. Like the just the kind of head fuck that would be walking into a fight, which at the time, I mean, every fight in the UFC, I guess every consecutive fight would be your biggest fight ever, and you got a guy like this that that's pulling strings, a little organization, dork yeah. gamer, man, like a little fucking... yeah, and yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of guys were just frustrated that they couldn't knock his head off, um, yeah, but having a guy like that pull the strings and, and kind of. Man, he just sounds like a piece of shit the way he would hold yeah, that would over say. people and, and give them a hard time. Like, Absolutely. it's unbelievable he got into that position and stayed there for so long. And yeah. It blows my mind. I mean, you'd think he would be, be acting like the luckiest guy in the world with that yeah. position, that job. Like, you <laughs> he's, know, he's back. <laughs> There yeah, is. yeah. I just uh, I took myself out of there, sorry, boys, because I didn't want your. I had a feeling maybe the internet was just uh, a little bit. Uh, the three of us on there, it might have been a little bit too much. So as soon as I took myself off, it seemed to work fine. So yeah, it's back anyway. It's good yeah. to see you, man. Thanks. Well, yeah, I know. Uh, I know you're getting. Uh, you you got the couple kids and the dog there. I know you don't have a lot of time, so um, we don't want to take up your whole day. And, but I also don't want to cut off this conversation. So yeah, keep uh, going. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. Well, like, there you go. Um, where were we at, John? Sorry. I guess I, did I lost my whole train of thought there now. Uh, we were saw my face. About, uh, Joe like, Silva. Oh, oh Joe fuck Silva. Joe Silva. Yeah. Fuck Joe yeah. Silva. Those stories are ridiculous. Man. Yeah. Brennan Schwab had some good ones. And everybody, I mean, God, like, I don't think there's a guy in the UFC that didn't have a story about him that would just, you know, piss you off. You know, just even going to shake his hand, he's just like, 
he'll he'll be like this on his phone, and then he'll go he'll give you like one of these like fake like hmm, yeah yeah that's right a, on, that's cool. a good and then just walk away. And like I kind of liked it at the end there when um my last fight there when Mike Tyson got gave me the bonus he 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 overruled like Dana gave me a, a card that said fight of the night uh fucking I don't know if it was Kane Velasquez and I don't even remember oh I couldn't tell you who the fight of the night was I, I have a piece of paper so, but it had like the performance bonus or submission and knockout of the night and um knockout of the night was Junior Dos Santos over Mark Hunt which to me I was like I get it. That's, yeah. you know, you knocked out Mark Hunt, first of all, which is damn near impossible yeah, to do enough. back yeah. then. And you did it with a spinning wheel kick. In the third round, when you didn't need to knock him out, you're coasting to a victory. Uh, but uh, when Joe handed it to Dana, Mike Tyson was there, and he's like, no, 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 TJ gets that. So then they, so that was kind of like, at least I got to, you know, and I got yeah. the title shot, which I didn't work. get to fight. But yeah, yeah it was kind of cool, right? Because, Fuck Joe Silva. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, though. But, I mean, just to be in, in the same conversation as Mike Tyson, it's got to be incredible as a fighter coming up. You know, everyone knows who Tyson is, and now yeah. you're, you know, kind of rubbing elbows with those guys. You know, as, as a career that was, you know, I mean, it was awesome, man. Like, you did some great things. Being in the video game, like that's got to be one of the coolest things ever. Like I think about this every now and then. I remember when when you were put in the game and you made a post years and years and years ago. And every now and then I just think about like you know I'll see a UFC four ad or something and be like, man, TJ's in a freaking video game. Like of all yeah. things to kind of like you know put you in a time in history. Like being part of a game is fucking neat, man. Yeah, it was pretty cool actually. I haven't played it much. I played a few no. times and I got beaten. <laughs> I don't even. Ha- I don't. E- I have the game. I don't even have a. Si- I don't even have like a PlayStation Four, or Xbox One. I don't have time. Like I used to play Madden a lot and Call of Duty and Kids, yeah. man. I just, like I don't even want to come near that because. Yeah, it's just a massive time. Well, then you end up like you know you go on tilt, you lose to your buddy, and then you're like, oh, let's play another one. It's two in the morning. Like that's what used <laughs> to happen. Like we're playing for fifty, a hundred dollars a game back when I had UFC money. <laughs> yeah, UFC money. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do that now. 50 bucks a game wow look at you yeah no, definitely what uh, well i'm gonna jump in here right quick if i, yeah. I i'm if that's okay john I, i'm quite interested back in the the early ecc days uh tj like what what it was like then like obviously that kind of prepared you a little bit uh you fought in some other shows as well but like the forum some big crowds some really big crowds back in the day yeah my, my, i mean the first first ecc i was on <clears throat> it was the first one ever and uh, there was a huge buzz. They were trying to, you know, everybody was like, well, there was, you know, the weird people were complaining and sure, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's going to be violent. But it, everybody had sparked interest. There was 6,000, well, pretty close to 6,000 people at the forum. Jeez. And uh, it was insane. Like, it was, it was nuts. It was, That's a massive show. For yeah. Them. And like the first, the first three or four ECCs were like, you know, solid, like yeah, really 3,500, 4,000 4, people. And uh, they, they were just crazy. They were just crazy. Yeah, I'm always interested in that because, like, John and I have this talk a lot about whether MMA will get back to that level. You know, yeah. we, we think we can sell events where it can be 2,500, 3,000 people here in the Maritimes. But I don't know. Like, you know, you look at those kind of times, it's like, oh, that was like the Mecca. What do you think, yeah. DJ? You think it can? I don't know. I, I, I do. I, I do, actually. Um, I think – but here's here's the catch like you you start to build a guy up mm. that guy like you know kind of yeah 
carries the flag back in the day, that guy would carry the flag. And then next thing you know, he would just go to the big league or he would end up going and fighting Quebec. You know, I, I, I left, I fought in Quebec. I came mm-hmm. back, I had some fights with, uh, with, um, like Phoenix fight and I yeah. like King of the cage. And then, uh, what was the other one? I don't know. I, I fought a few times in, uh, <clears throat> back in the city afterwards, but <clears throat> you know, it's, it's about, and I think now it's so difficult to get into the UFC that, and I think like the way you guys are going about it, like I think you could really uh, do some big, big draws like locally, as long as you just, you know, you got to obviously not try to get too big too quick. And, and, uh, and the good thing too is the amateur, right? The amateur is huge. You know, yeah. if the, if the, if the commission power. doesn't give you too hard of a time, it's tough sometimes to get people yeah. to fight amateur if they have to do all the full on pro medicals and everything else. But so there's a lot of talent here, man. There's yeah. so much talent. No, I, don't know why. Like, I don't know why when there's times for a fight, there's just not people to fight. Like, how is that possible? Like you go yeah. through all these gyms and there's just so many good guys. Like, and I don't know if it's cause they don't want to fight each other cause they train and they go to same jujitsu tournaments or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like, if you can get guys from the Maritimes to fight and you're not flying people in from all over the place, yeah. you can really have a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see why it shouldn't work, you know, especially you guys have got it going on. I, I Well, that, that means a lot come from you. You know, you, you know how hard it is to do this kind of stuff. So it's, I think I, we're positive about it. I think you're right too. Like there's so much talent. I think the sky's the limit with it. And, mm-hmm. but giving them the right product, I think is, is key. I think like giving them, giving them something to look forward to here. Like, like John, like he, he's a big proponent of pr- promoting two or three events at the same time. You know, yeah. so, which is smart, right? Because then these athletes have like three events to look forward to, you know, and, and something to train for. Maybe I don't know. It helps build a storyline as well. And and I mean, talking about building star power, you need these guys to kind of, you know, he got through this fight and then you know a little hype. He did some cool shit. And now he's got a few more followers, and now he's on the next one, and then that leads to this one, which is a title fight. And then you have a, you know, people start like when TJ was going up, people started hearing about him. More people hear about him, win some more fights. More people hear about him. By the time he's fighting Gray Maynard, the whole province is watching. And yeah. it's massive, right? So you build these guys up and build awareness and create a storyline. The only problem with that is, like TJ said, it's hard to get in the UFC, but it's like but back in the day, you'd have seven or eight or nine yeah. times. Right? He'd be your champion for two or three fights. Now it's they're like gone. they get their 3-0, and oh, and now they're fighting in the contender series and gone. It's true. So, it's true. But it's, it's not even – yeah. It's hard, it's hard though, man. It's hard to crack into the UFC. Like it's not easy. Yeah. Unless you got a good uh, good connection, you know. It's uh, it is tough. So I think like that's oh, probably that gonna lay. Sorry. What were you saying, TJ? Sorry. Oh yeah. I when you that. fought Rio Shonen, I was there for that one as well. That was that was a good night. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fantastic night. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, but I, um. Yeah. I don't even know what was I going on about. You were talking about how hard it is to get in the UFC unless you know somebody or. It, well, it, it seems like it's, it's getting tougher, uh, but you know, you got to just keep making noise. And like John was saying, building that story, you know, I know you guys had a big thing planned in the spring. Like you had your first one and you're like, you were right on, right on it to, to just keep momentum. And, and I think that's important yeah. because then you get the person who goes, Oh, well, I watched him last time, you know, yeah. you don't see people on TV. People got the option to watch UFC every weekend, but there's nothing like going to the live fights and, and you, you, you actually start supporting people and, and getting the right people that obviously have a little bit of a, a local, 
not fame, but just local support. And, uh, you know, you can really get a building, you know, on fire if you get the Mm -hmm. the right guy in there. And he's got, you know, tough fights too. Like, you know, everybody thinks they're just going to like, you know, fight a bunch of guys and that they're matched up and they should beat and then get to the show. It's like, that might not happen, man. Like I had, Mm -hmm. I had a pretty good, like, uh, schedule of fighting guys when I was starting out. I fought, I think, I think I had 16 fights before I got in UFC and, um, yeah, like I had a lot of consistent fights. I had the right fights at the right time. Yeah. But there should always be times in, in your young career you're going into a fight and you're like, I don't know. Like I always in my mind thought like I could lose. Like, you know, you got to test yourself. So you got to try Absolutely. to fight, you know, fight up a little bit, see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the big differences in MMA and boxing, right? In MMA, if you have a loss, it's it's more expected, I guess, where with boxing, you want that. Oh, you know, everyone talks about it. you want that 30 you know career to even break into the pay-per-views. But with MMA, there's so many variables. Like you can lose, whether you're Anderson Silva or not, eventually Yeah. You zig when you should have zagged, and that's as simple as that. You lost. Um, and then, yeah. And now it's getting to the point like you're looking at guys that are, you know, one and oh or oh and oh and they have a, like a black belt or a brown belt and they want to fight MMA and everyone's like, Oh, I don't want to fight that guy. It's like Yeah. Fuck man, like what are you gonna do now? Like everybody's you know, ranking up like this, yeah. this, it's not gonna it's not, people. You're not gonna be fighting white belts anymore. Like right. fucking, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. backyard guys. Like you're gonna fight tough guys. It yeah. is what it yeah. is. Like just get out there, train, and mix it up, have some fun. Yeah, it's inevitable, especially and, entertain starting entertain younger the people. Right. Yeah. That's great. That's great advice, though, TJ. Like uh, I'm always like it's so important to entertain the people like you can be a fighter and it all depends. Everybody's different, I guess what they want to get out of the sport, but, mm-hmm. or what path they want to take. But entertainment is a huge part of it. Cause I was watching one of your interviews a few weeks ago about like, uh, with uh, showdown Joe's interview, like fight weekend talking about, you know, cutting weight and everything. And you're like, I welcome this because you, this is what I, this is what I'm doing. This is my mm-hmm. business. This is my career. So you, you, I welcome everything that comes with it. Smart way to look at it. They're the yeah. only way to look at it, I guess. Eh? Well, you got got like, you know, what are your options? Like, you're gonna mm. like people get like, I man, I used to fucking stress like crazy, man. Nerves like we're just insane, like for fighting, yeah. um, like like barely sleeping and feeling like you've never trained before and almost wow. puking before fights. You know, pissing every five seconds, like, and then you just. But it's like that. There's a guy in the tunnel. Oh, I'm not really warmed up anymore. I calm. I'm cool. Like, I, oh, do I want to do this? And then it's like you just look at that guy, and he's fucking probably feeling all the same shit as you, but mm-hmm. he's got the same you know focused look on his face. Yeah. And you're like, well, today I'm not going to let this fucking guy do what he wants to do. Like, we're going to go out there and figure it out. But just got to trust yourself and know like you're going to go out there and mix it up. And yeah, I always just said like when I once I go into the cage, like I always basically I didn't really say a prayer, but I just said like. You know, whatever happens, happens. Like, let's fucking do this, you know? That's yeah, kind of always the mentality I had. And uh, there's up. times you don't feel ready. You don't feel like you did enough or whatever. Yeah. But at that point, it's like, what can you control? None of that. You can just go out there, try your best to impose your will, have a good poker face, attack them, you know? Hopefully, you have the skills in order to, to mm-hmm. hang. And Well said. 
I love yeah. that. That's very true. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, you know, the old cliche saying, once the door closes, there's not much you can do, I guess. And trusting yourself. I'm not, I don't know because I've never done it and I, I can barely compete in jujitsu without having a goddamn mental breakdown. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. Uh, there's fucking lots to worry about in jiu jitsu. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I, I guess you're not worried about getting like your fucking elbow in the off, lips. But it's like yeah. every single thing, you're like, oh. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is complex, man. Yeah. MMA, it, it's like, you know, I'm just going to put them in my clothes guard, defend myself a little bit, get up to my feet. Yeah, jiu-jitsu can bring it a little bit, especially with all these these new, like we were saying before, you know, like uh, there's a lot, like who, I don't know, who, Mitch Clark was on there the other night talking about that, about like the same shit, like how there's so many kids who are totally different, like uh, the fundamentals aren't just there anymore. And I kind of, I look at the shows we put on the sub-only sub shows, like, a lot of them are exciting, but all like a lot of them are like fundamentally so fucking terrible. Like, yeah, you know, well, like if you're if you if you do happen to get your guard passed, and yeah, you don't know how to fucking regard, but you can <laughs> yeah. invert and basically perform fellatio on yourself. It's like <laughs> that's cool, but that's not that's not that's, that's not, not the way fighting. You escape yeah. yeah, totally like, not. You know, yeah. you can invert and you can do this, and you know, like, it's like you want to learn leg locks, cool, but you got you got to learn how to fucking. Yeah. bread and butter escape so that like no matter what like the situation because like you know how it is like the better the guys you go against the more pressure you feel mm -hmm. like physical weight and pressure yeah. on your yeah. body and if you don't have those you're gonna you know be in a in for a rough one mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah it's very true i know myself when i roll the jared or it's just like i still say to this day and I don't know if you roll with them, John. I know TJ, you roll with them lots, but I still say to this day, I've legit never passed Jared's guard. In Man. 11 years of training with him, I've never passed his guard. And other guys are like, oh, I've tapped him out. I'm like, good for you. Styles make fights, I guess, but I've never <laughs> passed his guard. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, I don't think I have either. <laughs> but it's like that old – it's like he's really good at leg locks too, but it's it's that old style of pressure, right? Like it just yeah. – he's the beautiful side control and holds you there and forces you to make mistakes. So Viner, Viner says that about you, TJ. He never passed your guard. Impossible. Never. Never has, never will. <laughs> I don't think he's ever tapped me either. Man. No, I can't imagine he Shout had out to Viner. Your guard. Yeah. Yeah. Good hey man, Viner. he says that how he is. Oh yes, Viner's one of a kind. I love that guy. Love yeah. that guy. Well, buddy, we won't hold you up too too much. Uh, TJ, we thank you so much for joining us uh, and taking the time out of your day and uh, doing what you're doing for East Coast, man. And we wish you all the success with uh, Grant's Martial Arts. And hopefully, I can oh, get yeah. out there and, and get my head beat in one of these days. So <laughs> absolutely, we'd love to have you guys out. Yeah, awesome, good chat with you, TJ. All right, John. All right, Cat. Take care, guys. Thank you. Okay, buddy. Have a great day. Right. Thanks again, TJ. Chat yeah. soon. Fantastic, John. Excellent. Very, yeah, great episode. Very, very cool. Uh, you good to catch up with TJ, man. He's one of those guys that we've just kind of been kicking around the same circles for, you know, 10 or 15 years now. And every time we run into each other, say hello. And yeah. How, how, are, how are the kids these days, you know? Yeah. Things changed. Back I'll never forget the the first time I met him at uh, an ECC. And he, I don't know, he might have been there coaching Kaleidos or something, but I was like, hey, TJ, how you doing? Like, here I am, like, just some fanboy, like, blue belt or something. Like, I don't know. I was trying to get an autograph for, like, a fucking charity golf tournament or something. I was like, hey, man, how you doing, yeah, yeah. TJ? I was looking at it. was just, like, mesmerized. Like, but he took the time out of the day and how nice and genuine he was. Like, that's uh, that's what I love about this sport, you know. At the, at the very highest of levels, people are so genuine and easy. Going. They're just man, humble, right? Like TJ never lost any of that. Um, yeah, no.
It's pretty cool. I actually, I, I found some old lanyards the other day at a bio cleaning out the desk from back when Rowan and TJ and the boys were fighting in King of the Cage and uh, Phoenix fights and that. So I have, I still have like the uh, the cornerman oh, cool. from when when Pat and the boys would have been cornering yeah, cool. back then on those cars. Pretty neat, man. Like there's some yeah, a lot of history. Here. Scotia, Scotia Combat Sports history yeah. there. Yeah, big absolutely. Time, time. Shout out to all those promoters making it happen. Yeah, all right, buddy. On well, let's get rid of this day. Let's get this day started. Uh, great episode, buddy. Again, thanks to our sponsors at Let's Change That Banner up there before we uh, tell them. And Visage Sport, uh, the main sponsor, one of our main sponsors for our upcoming uh, yeah, I love grappling event. Very, very good. Uh, Pre-workout coffee will be available directly here uh, from Nova Scotia very soon. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you're getting in and checking that out, as well as our friends at Beat It Sport, uh, the two main sponsors for our upcoming grappling show. All right, John. Hell Good yeah, stuff. brother. Great, day. Great job in the interview. Merci. Matt Johnson, thanks for tuning in, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, congrats on the brown belt again. All right, John. Awesome. We'll see you soon, my man. All right, brother. Okay. Take care. Cheers, everybody. Right. <laughs>